fast food. It's all around us. Everyone loves it. It's super nutritious, and it's good for you. It helps your bones grow. But did you know that there are actually several conspiracy theories surrounding fast food? First off, we're going to find out what's really in a McDonald's hamburger. Secondly, that might not be true, but we'll look at another story about something that's in a McDonald's hamburger. And then we will take a look at probably one of the grossest conspiracy theories out there involving food. And this one has a surprise twist ending today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. Now, one of two things are going on. One, if you're watching on YouTube, you actually see me in the middle of a city right above the cafe square. And a guy in a business suit is riding by on a skateboard. I'm going to try to do video. But don't worry, loyal podcast listeners. I'm not going to be doing a bunch of episodes where I'm like, hey, let's watch this clip. Or, hey, let's do that. So, Because I hate that when I listen to podcasts, when I have to use another alternative method. However, if you do use YouTube, now you see me and the guy in the business suit on the skateboard. Let's go ahead and give a shout out to one of our legacy Patreons, Bonkle Man. Everyone give a round of applause to Bonkle Man. He comes walking in. He has a little, like, suit on. His <laughs> suit on. He's riding in a skateboard. Awesome, Bonkle Man. You're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you can't support the Patreon, that's fine, too. Just help get the word out about the show. Really, really helps out a lot. So, Bonkle Man, just yesterday we were at a top-secret McDonald's in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. We were never able to wrap up that mystery, but while I was looking into that, I found all these other fast food conspiracy theories that I wanted to talk about today. Originally, originally I was going to do a whole week of these, but today we're just hanging out. We're just hanging out on the couch. Bonkle Man walks in. Everyone's like, what's up? And he has the keys to the Jason Jalopy. He's going to take us for a drive. We're going to McDonald's. A lot of McDonald's. A lot of McDonald's stories, and they're all bad. So strap in if you own stock McDonald's or if you like eating there, because these stories get gross. Bonkle Man, I want you to drive us all the way out to the deep south. Bonkleman's driving us out to Atlanta, Georgia. And as we're headed out to Atlanta, go ahead and hit that time travel button. We are headed out to the year 1978. And we're driving through Atlanta, Georgia. We see people out on the street corners. That's normal. Right? People are allowed to walk. People are allowed to leave their homes. Back then, at least. It's Atlanta, Georgia. We see people on street corners. They're holding signs. Down with McDonald's. Down with McDonald's. They're chanting. We're like, what? We're driving through the neighborhood. Boo! McDonald's sucks. We're like, huh? Like, I mean, it's not, it's not the best fast food, but I definitely wouldn't say it sucks. It's a couple levels above Arby's, at least. And then we see a guy. He's has, like, a little, like, chain right wrapped around him, right? He's like an environmentalist guy, but his chain's not wrapped. That's what environmentalists, they just walk around covered in chains. They're all Jacob Marley. You know how environment, environmentalists will chain themselves to trees? Well, this guy is chained to the earth. He's chained to the dirt. And he's like, McDonald's ain't getting none of this dirt. We're like, what? What? Why do they want the dirt? And he's like, oh, you don't know? We're like, no, we don't know. And he's grabbing handfuls of mud. We're starting to think it just might be his fetish. He doesn't care anything about the environment. He's like, I just love laying in mud and being chained up. He's playing with mud and he goes, this mud contains... The ingredient, the main ingredient in McDonald's hamburgers. 
like, what? He's like, okay, maybe not the mud itself. Maybe we're going too far with this setup. But he reaches into the mud and he pulls out a big handful of earthworms. And they're squirmy. They're all, like, gross and bloated and stuff. And he's holding, he's holding them right in front of our face like an old-timey 3D movie. He's like, ah, this is what they put in McDonald's hamburgers. And he's holding the worms out in front of us. This is a really interesting conspiracy theory because this is one where we have dates and times for how this story started, which is really rare. Like, people still can't decide on the origins of Bloody Mary. There's a lot of people can't really decide on the origin of the, the white lady who gets in your car because she died during prom and um, she's hoping to get home or something like that. I always thought that one was kind of lame, but... You know what I mean? Like, we have these old urban legends, little kids, little kids push your car. That's just when you have a lot of kids and your car breaks down. That's where that urban legend started. Some lazy dad was like, Billy, Johnny, get out and start pushing this car. But you know what I mean? We have all these urban legends. It's rare when we can figure out where they started from. This one started on August 15th, 1978. I got most of this information from Snopes. So they were able to really track this back to get the story. August 15th, 1978, Wendy's. Wendy herself gets a phone call and someone goes, hey, uh, one of my neighbors said that your food has worms in it. <laughs> Wendy's looks side to side. She's like, oh, they found out. She's like, no, 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 that's not true. So <laughs> that was the end of the phone call. So basically, Wendy's first in August of 1978 started to have this rumor spread about them that worm meat was used to fill out the burgers. Nowadays, someone tweets something and it's like either a big thing or it doesn't catch off. It depends what the bots want, right? There's really no humans left on Twitter. It depends on what the bots want to push. But someone can make a legit complaint and, and it never gets any traction. And someone makes some sort of claim that Wendy's burgers are made of worms. And what the bots decide will be popular is what's popular. But there, there used to not be that. There used to be a time where you could... I guess you could still do it today. I mean, phones still exist, but... Before Twitter, where am I going with this? The point is, is that back in the good old days, you could make a phone call to Wendy's corporate, and within a couple weeks, Wendy's had to put out a press conference. They had to come before the people of the South. This was just a regional thing, but it was catching fire. Wendy's, by September 15th, so a month later, held a public press conference to say, there are no worms in our burgers. And people are like, uh-huh, okay. That's all we, we just want to know if Wendy's was a real person. And she showed up. So, that was kind of the end of it. But, of course, I'm talking about McDonald's conspiracy theories. Because very shortly afterwards, the conspiracy theory changed. Now it was worms in McDonald's burgers. I assume the story shifted because a Wendy's-shaped silhouette was walking out of the walking out of like an alleyway one day and reporters walking down the street mean psst, psst, come here you know that thing about worms in my food i mean worms in wendy's food that was a lie it's all about mcdonald's so anyways it, the rumor starts with mcdonald's now so for whatever reason mcdonald's got hit even harder by this thing part of it could be that so at, at september 15th was when wendy's disputed it a month later it quickly switched to mcdonald's it took them until November 23rd to address it. But the people at McDonald's were kind of scratching their heads. They're like, this doesn't make sense. We don't have worms in our burgers. And what's funny is that their argument... <laughs> Wendy's was basically just like, no, we don't have worms in our burgers. That's the end of it. 
Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's, I know he bought the company from two other guys, but Ray Kroc is kind of the guy who made it into the juggernaut it is today. When he found out about this rumor, he actually addressed the rumor himself because reporters are asking about it. He goes, no. And I'll tell you why we don't have worms in our meat. Worm meat is very expensive. He said, we get slabs of meat so cheap. He goes, worms actually cost more. They're, I guess, harder to catch. I guess you need to be six years old and have a little shovel. You have to wait for a rainy day. Imagine if you had to wait for a rainy day to slaughter all those cows. They're harder to catch. They're more expensive to process. You have competition. People are trying to buy them for bait or that suspicious bird-shaped shop sitting on the edge of town and there's a bird wearing a giant trench coat. He's like, oh, more worms for me. But anyways, the McDonald's got hit really hard. You had some franchisees, uh, some franchises of McDonald's lose up to 30% of their business due to this rumor. Because who wants to eat a worm burger? I'll answer that in a second. But who really wants to eat a worm burger? And um, you're not. <laughs> Most people would answer no. And it spread out of Atlanta. It started to get into Ohio. This rumor was getting really, really popular back then. And so eventually on November 23rd, they held a press conference and they said, we don't have worm meat. And Ray Kroc runs on stage. He's like, you know how expensive worms are? I looked into it. I was going to make worm burgers, but I couldn't. And they're like pushing them off stage. They're like, dude, you're not healthy. And he's like, what, what? I mean, they look tasty, right? He's a bird. He's a bird in a trench coat. Ray Squawk. So anyways, the rumor dies down. And then like, I don't know, a couple weeks later, a month later, a new rumor starts. You see. McDonald's hamburgers, McDonald's hamburgers have to have meat in them. But what is meat? People are asking each other on the street. They're like, literally, I don't know what's meat. I've been eating clay this whole time. 100% beef is how they list their hamburgers. These rumor mongers were saying, if you took cow eyeballs, it's out of a cow, right? Everything that is, everything comes out of a cow is beef. If it swallows a tungsten rod, it's beef now. It's all beef, so they're taking cow eyeballs and squishing them up. I told you this is going to be, <laughs> you're eating a Big Mac right now. You're like, I can do the worms, but this is gross. They're taking out cow eyeballs and squishing them up. And the McDonald's, <laughs> McDonald's again disputed this one, and they go, no joke, this was their answer for this. Do you know how expensive eyeballs are? <laughs> they said eyeballs are one of the most expensive parts of a cow. Because McDonald's is buying their beef. But the eyeballs are being sent to research laboratories. You can get, what, 50 pounds of beef, but each cow, no matter how big or small they are, they only got two eyeballs. So those are very, very valuable to research people. And then they're squishing them. They're turning them into mayonnaise. They're like, mmm, so delicious on my McDonald's hamburger. So <laughs> there's your visual. There's your mayonnaise visual for the day. Then, I'm not just going to list off conspiracy theories, but I thought these, these three were the funniest. And then we'll get into some creepy ones. And then people started saying, okay, okay, our eyeball plan didn't work. You have a laboratory. Wendy's is there, and Jack, and the janitor from Arby's, that's their highest ranking associate, and Colonel Sanders is there, and they're like, dang it, McDonald's is impervious to our lies. So they didn't believe the eyeball thing. <laughs> Arby's is writing down stuff. He's like, mmm, eyeballs in my sandwiches. That'll make them taste even better. So uh, they, they, one more rumor started up about McDonald's. They do say that they come from 100% beef. This one's actually kind of clever. Someone really had it out for McDonald's, maybe because they were the cock of the block. They were the big boys. But they said that, um, oh, so it said 100% beef, 100% beef on these burgers. 
they were saying the conspiracy started that they weren't 100% beef. They were worms and eyeballs and all sorts of tungsten rods, all sorts of stuff. That, they, that McDonald's was actually buying their meat from a company called 100% Beef. So they could say our burgers are 100% beef, and it would be true. because the, And McDonald's is like, that's that one is a little clever, but it's not true. We actually have all of our stuff graded and everything. It might be D's and C's, but it's a grade, baby. So anyways, all those conspiracy theories popped up all relatively around the same time. But then you have the creepier ones. Bunkleman, let's go ahead and hop in that Jason jet. We are going to leave behind Atlanta, Georgia. We are headed out to a research facility in the middle of Brazil. (laughs) Bunkleman lands his jet in the middle of the rainforest. We're walking around. We're hacking it with our machetes. Chop, chop, chop. We're setting stuff on fire to make it super easy. Oh, my arm's cramping. I just burn a path. Burning it up. We find a secret facility in the middle of the Amazon jungle. It's not super secret because there's a giant golden arches on the top of the building. And they have a sign outside that says over 60 billion dissected. And we're like, huh? And so we have key codes. We beat up some dudes. And we took their key cards. <laughs> they didn't even work there. We just wanted to beat them up. Then we had to beat up some other guys. We take their key cards. We're able to access this secret Brazilian facility. This story popped up. It was super popular in March of 2000, which again is an interesting one we can find. I guess nowadays, because so many rumors are spread electronically, we probably could track it back easier. This one I actually found on a website that I had stumbled across. I was researching something else. There is a Portuguese website. So Brazil, it's a Brazilian website, but it's in Portuguese. It's called Quatro Cantos, which means four corners. It's all about... Internet legends and conspiracy theories. And it's there's super bizarre stuff on there. In March 2000, this conspiracy goes around. It was really popular in Brazil. That there is a secret research facility somewhere in the world. And inside it are the cows that McDonald's gets its beef from. It's not fair to say that they're cows. It'd be better to say that they were cows at some point. It's a real philosophical question. <laughs> when does a cow stop being a cow? So we walk into this research facility and we see this abomination just laying there. It has no limbs. So it's just a big old torso laying on a table. But you can tell from the way it's undulating that it's alive. (laughs) Actually, now that I think about it, it kind of looks like a worm. Kind of looks like a big grub. It's kind of just... Mm, has no bones. Bones just get in the way of that delicious meat. Instead, it just has cartilage to keep its... What do bones do? (laughs) Bones keep the body together, right? It's not not like the super glue, but you know what I mean? Like, if I didn't have bone... Well, here's the thing. If I didn't have bones in my arms, my arms wouldn't work. But if I didn't have arms, I wouldn't worry about it. So my question is, like, the rib cage... If you got rid of the rib cage, if you took me and turned me into a legless, armless, genetically modified monster, and would I need a rib cage? I think you would only need a spine, and then, but like, why don't you just get rid of all of it? I mean, I guess, I guess scientists know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe scientists know all this stuff, but they're like, Jason, of course, you need to have cartilage in your cow monster. It doesn't have any bones. It just has underdeveloped cartilage. It has no eyes. No tail, no fur, so it's just this big old... It is a worm! It's a giant worm. 
And its head is the size of a baseball. So tiny little head, has no eyes. Um, it doesn't say anything about not having a mouth, but they do just lead tubes into its stomach and they pump food into it and that's what keeps it growing. It's like a balloon, like an organic balloon. Bloop, bloop, and then eventually they slaughter it. So that's gross, right? Like if you, it's one thing, like the the way that we treat animals for industrial slaughter is pretty it's it's barbaric. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's barbaric. I was a vegetarian for quite a few years because of that. Uh, it just got too expensive. Like, at a certain point, I was like, well, I do not like supporting the industrial slaughter of animals. But at the same time, I need to eat. Otherwise, I will starve to death. So I ended up switching. Now I eat canned raviolis and stuff like that. So it sucks. Like, I totally get it. There's, it's, I understand why they do it because it's industrialized and stuff like that, but that's, it's still pretty barbaric. I watched that documentary once about that girl who had autism and she always had to hide under a blanket. And then there's <laughs> one of those movie synopses that I like barely remember the movie. You're going to be like, what are you talking about? Her name was like Angus Truman or Truman. Uh, I don't know, Truman Angus. <laughs> she was named after what she loved the most, eating cows. She actually, she has suffered from autism, so she carried around this giant blanket everywhere and had to hang out in this box that, like, squished her. <laughs> it's a Saw movie. Ah, I'm getting them confused. No, she had, like, this box that was all cushioned. And she loved uh, cutting animals up. She loved the slaughterhouse. That was her favorite job. But what happened was she would go to these, she would, that was what she was getting her degree in, and she would go to the slaughterhouse, and she see the cows like totally freaking out and getting slaughtered. And she's watching this, and she goes, there's a better way to kill these cows. She wasn't like the super environment. I'm sure she cares about the environment on some level. I'm not saying she's like peeing on the ground. Take that, Earth. But she also was like, I understand. Like, I'm in the slaughterhouse business. I know how humans need meat. It's really good for them. But there's a better way to kill 100,000 cows a year, was her thing. I'm not saying don't kill the cows. I'm not saying really kill less of them. But we can make them more comfortable on their last moments on Earth. So she invented, it's a really interesting movie. I wish I could remember the title of it, Angus McDuff. She invented this thing where the, you're like, Jason, at least look up her name. If you're going to tell us this intriguing story. She set up a slaughterhouse that the the cows would get hugged as they walked through the slaughterhouse. So it's not like there would be workers going like, oh, oh, like rubbing and scratching their belly. It was the way that the slaughterhouse was built was before the cows, before the cows were basically just like, it's time to die. And a guy would chase them around with, with a chainsaw or something. It wasn't that bad, but they'd like shoot them in the back of the head and the cows would be freaking out. They could smell the death. They could smell the cow poop. They could smell all this horror going on in front of them, and they're being herded in to this building where you can, there's so much blood you can smell the iron oxide in the air. She says, we're going to kill them, but what if we build like little huggy things for them? So they're walking through, and the sides are like comforting them as they go. It's <laughs> playing lullaby music. Aww. And she actually got the, she got like some rich investor to build one of these. I think there's a couple of them now. She actually did go about changing a lot of things of how people were slaughtering animals. I always thought it was an interesting story. <laughs> Not so interesting that I would look up the title for you. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll look it up later. But that is the story of, of, of the slaughterhouse woman. 
But uh, where are we going with this? Oh, yeah. So anyways, you have cows being um, horribly butchered. And so you could see someone going, listen, what if we can remove that horror element from the cow's life by not killing cows or basically like not, not <laughs> they're not a cow. They're a genetically modified, tiny little brained organism. They would basically have the personality of an amoeba. They would just sit on a table and we feed them food and they plump up and then we chop them up. And you can imagine other CEOs <laughs> looking at the scientists and being like that. That's brilliant, my friend. That's horrifying, but brilliant. That's not all, though, because also going around in this same email, it's not just that you're eating disgusting, genetically modified cow guts, with no bones. You're like, oh, that's my favorite part. Eating this gives you AIDS. So I mean, <laughs> that's that that should be the deal breaker, right? We could have moral moral questions all day long about whether or not to eat this cow mutant, but it gives you AIDS and Alzheimer's, which is a terrible combination of stuff. So basically. What this theory says, not only does McDonald's treat cows so horribly they've created a cow monster to get meat from, really, the, the, the bullet point here is eating McDonald's gives you AIDS. That's really the thesis. That should have been the first sentence. Because other people could have been like, oh, you know, maybe cows don't need legs. <laughs> maybe those are overrated for cows. Just start it off. Eating McDonald's gives you AIDS. And then you go, gentlemen, now that I have your attention, read the rest of this email. But Bunkleman, let's go ahead and hop in that carpenter copter. This episode might run a little bit long, but I do want to cover this one. Bunkleman, call in that carpenter copter. We are leaving behind the Brazilian rainforest. <laughs> Previously was a rainforest. Now it's a beautiful clearing where you can build all sorts of stuff. We are leaving behind the Brazilian parking lot, and we are headed out to the Netherlands. <laughs> Flying over. We see a little research facility, a lot of research facilities in this show. So we land at this research facility and we see a big sign on it and it says, research facility, keep out. And then underneath it says, a division of PepsiCo. We're like, well, that's kind of weird. So we're walking around and we see a bunch of protesters outside this research facility and they're like, burn it down, burn it down, burn it down. And we're like, what's going on? And they go, guys, listen, you will not believe this. Inside that facility, they are using human fetal tissue and putting it inside Pepsi. <laughs> At that point, we're both drinking Pepsis. We're all, what'd you say? They go, yes, human fetal tissue is used to flavor Pepsi sodas. This one is so weird because I'm telling you, because I'm telling you the reaction that you're having right now it's the same reaction I had. 100%. Let's, let's get into this. People have been protesting, boycotting, really, boycotting Pepsi over this. This controversy broke out in 2011 when a website called naturalnews.com, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a website that does a lot of holistic stuff, fringe science stuff. They said... Pepsi is using a line of fetal tissue called HEK-293 to flavor their sodas. HEK-293 is a group of cells that were taken out of an embryo's kidney, embryonic kidney. They're actually from a child who was aborted back in the 1970s in Netherlands. That's what they use with some fetal tissue. They'll use it for scientific purposes, stem cells, things like that. So HEK-293, this is the story that was put forth. HEK-293 was a clump 
of kidney, kidney, embryonic kidney cells that were then sold to these research laboratories. And they were using it as an additive in the flavor of the Pepsis. And so this started to take off. This rumor started to take off really back in 2011 when this article was ran. People started looking into it. People started calling up Pepsi. People started boycotting Pepsi. And supposedly this company in the Netherlands, known as Cinomix, was the one who was doing this research for Pepsi. So think about everything we've talked about. We've talked about worms in hamburgers. We've talked about eyeballs in hamburgers. McDonald's has had a rough go. We talked about that AIDS cow that that basically you eat McDonald's, you get AIDS. We get to this story in 2011. Something's never changed, right? What's interesting about this story is in 2012, Pepsi came forward and said, you know what? We know you're boycotting this because you guys say that we're working with Cinomix and they're using fetal tissue to work with our drinks. We, as of now, are going to stop our partnership with Cinemix. Please call the boycott off. It was true. In a sense, in a sense, it was true. So the story was that fetal tissue was being used as a flavor additive. What the truth was, was that fetal, fetal tissue was involved. That was not an exaggeration. It wasn't being added to each can of Pepsi. They were using it to taste thousands of flavors a day. Look at this quote here. This is from Forbes. A tiny company called Cinomix has been working to use this new technology to create food additives. Cinomix has isolated receptors found on cells that detect taste and added them to the HEK cells. This allows them to test thousands of potential taste additives to see whether they may taste sweet or savory with a speed that would be impossible with human taste testers. Cinomix has announced collaborations with Pepsi, Nestle, and Coca-Cola. So they weren't using it. They weren't like dripping it in with an IV into the Coke batch. They were using it to create the flavors in the first place. They could just run diet. I'm sure nowadays you could do a lot of that stuff computer-wise. I think computer's like, black, 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 makes a gross face. And they're like, get rid of that line or sell it to Arby's. It can taste thousands of different combinations faster than a human can. So they actually were using this. I find that fascinating. It's, it's gross. It's totally gross. But I also find it fascinating because this is the one conspiracy theory of this that it was off the mark. They weren't actually using it as a flavor additive, but they were using it to design their flavors in the first place. So that is the story of, or multiple stories, of fast food conspiracy theories. I think it's really fascinating. Oh, and to its credit, Pepsi said, because again, they really came clean on this. They could have just said, no, it's not true, it's not true. They said, listen, the Pepsi that you are drinking right now at the press conference that does not have fetal tissue in it, fetal tissue never, ever touched that drink. We use it to design flavors, but... It's not actually in the drink. So it's, again, the story evolved to be extra gross. But I think it's fascinating to see the evolution of conspiracy theories. To see how long they stick around. I When I read that, I read it on some wacky website where they said, you know that uh, Pepsi uses fetal tissue. And I was like, what? That's dumb. And I started looking into it because that's what I do. Even if I think something's dumb, I'll actually study it to see if I'm right. And to see and kind of d- dissect it. Because I love how these things work. Whether or not I believe in them are moot. I don't believe in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I'll watch two hours of that show a day. 
Um, because I enjoy, I enjoy the story and everything like that. But so I, I looked into this and Pepsi was like, yeah, kind of. And they ended their contract with them and stuff like that. But I find that very, very fascinating. And I think we're about to get a whole new bunch of conspiracy theories out there, guys. I think that with everything going on in the United States, you have like the election and then you have the votes getting disputed and you're going to have these lawsuits and you're going to have... Strap in, guys, because this next, I predict, I don't think there's going to be a civil war. I think that's the, whatever. But I don't, I don't even think we're close to that. But I think the next five years is going to be, it's going to be the golden age of conspiracy theories. We're going to see both sides, we're going to, not both sides, we're going to see every single side issuing conspiracy theories about other people. Some will grow organically. Some will be boosted by the bots of Twitter. Some will die off. The real question is, Will we be able to talk about them? Will things get so gummed up by algorithms that if you talk about this conspiracy theory, you talk about that conspiracy theory, they take it down. I actually got hit with a hate crime strike on one of my episodes recently. It was You can check it out. There's nothing in it that was even close to that. It was the episode about the woman magically disappearing in Paris. So the lady vanishes. It was episode like 550, 553 or something like that. Got hit with a hate crime strike against my YouTube channel. There is nothing in that episode that even comes close to that. Or any of my episodes, really, for that matter. They're coming down hard on conspiracy content. And I think the conspiracy content is going to grow, and the hammer is going to keep striking down. There was a time where Pepsi or McDonald's would just come out and go, that's not true, and everyone would go, yeah, that was kind of dumb. Eyeballs do cost a lot. And everyone goes home. We're entering an age where even saying something like that could get your Twitter account banned. So, golden age of conspiracy theories is coming up. Will we be allowed to talk about them? Who knows? I just figured that's food for thought. As I'm pointing at the camera, that's the only, those are the only jokes. That's the only joke that you won't get if, uh, well, you got the joke anyways, but I'm pointing at the camera. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. Twitter is at DeadRabbitRadio. DeadRabbitRadio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. <laughs>